Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So, <laughs> how the hell are you, mate? I'm okay. We're exhausted, aren't we, this week? <laughs> oh my God, crawling into Christmas, literally. Have you done everything? Uh, no, no. I mean, oh, absolutely mate. not. That's what this weekend is for, isn't it? What's the other reason we have this weekend? <laughs> well, I'm working. <laughs> oh gosh, of course. Oh, and, I'm on, and I'm on drive time every single day next week. I'm working till seven o'clock in the evening on Christmas Eve. So you have to be done. Are you done now? Are you ready yeah, for Christmas? Yeah, I'm the, the only thing I haven't done. Um, yeah. ch- children won't be listening to this podcast. But <laughs> I haven't wrapped stockings yet. Um, oh, obviously, that's done. Father Christmas's job. Yeah, but exactly. I might have to help him. But everything else, but I'm pretty much there. Yeah, I'm pretty much there. Oh, good. I mean, we've been... We, well, we sort of made a bit of a decision, haven't we, to take a little bit of time out um, over yeah. Christmas because we have been recording so many podcasts so that there is an episode every Tuesday and every Friday for everybody um, over Christmas and, you know, yeah. into the new year. We're not having a break, but we have decided we are going to spend a bit of time with our families offline and yeah. Just enjoy it. Like after a really tough year, just enjoy some time at home with our loved ones. Yeah. And do you know what I think it is? I think, um, like you said, George, we've got the podcast all sorted over the Christmas period because we actually felt like you guys might need us. And yeah. um, we, you know, we, we want you to know that we're there for you over the festive period with lo- lots of fun chats and like, you know, we're all in the same boat. But um, I think online, we need to take a step back and stop taking pictures of our jumpers for a couple of weeks and just be present. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. that I can't wait to take photographs of my January jumpers. But yeah, exactly. for the rest of December, I think it'll be nice. From Christmas Eve, we're going off and and then um yeah and then we'll be back early jan exactly um but today's topic um on the podcast is something that we've wanted to cover for ages and we've touched on it in our tuesday episode with guests but we haven't ever put it out to you to ask any questions um and it's all around co-parenting um not just with partners that you know ex-partners or your partner's exes but also co-parenting as a team in your house as well Mm. um Mm. because it's all tough isn't it that that is really that 
is one of the toughest parts of parenting is mm. doing it with somebody else being on the same page um not being on the same page is even harder um and it, it I think it's something we don't talk about enough yeah I completely agree with you um I have experienced witnessing a co-parenting relationship between my husband and his ex and it wasn't great at the beginning and it's because of me if I'm honest that it's now in a, in a really healthy place I made it my mission to try and get them back to a level playing field where they could communicate with one another for yeah. the sake of Isla um, and for the sake of all of us you know we are all going to be in each other's lives forever because yeah. we are raising a child together and I think it's really important even though it was very hard for me at times I know it was hard for Laura I know it was hard you know it's been hard on all of us in separate ways we are now in a position where we talk really well really nicely to each other we um we bring up Isla as a three and it's working so I'm really grateful for that but definitely over the last seven years it's been ups and downs highs and lows and then of course you start looking at your own relationship like yeah. you said and you know people People always ask us the question, don't they, before they have their first child, is my relationship going to be the same? It's not. No, no. it's not. And also, they, you know, parenting your hypothetical child is different from doing it in real <laughs> life, right? Yeah. We were all amazing parents before we became them. Yeah. We had all these rules and, you know, no matter how long you've been with your partner and you ma no matter how many chats you've had about how you want to raise your kids when you have them, doing it is very different. Um, and when you're in it, it is very different and your decisions can be, you know, changed by, you know, overnight almost. You can you can yeah. flip and um I don't know what I'm saying. Oscill you can, well, you can yeah, oscillate ever, back and yeah, forth exactly. from your you can decisions. Be, yeah, yeah, you can be a strict parent one day and then not strict the next day. It, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's really, really yeah, tough. Yeah, and it, it can happen quicker than next, no, one day, one day. I mean, I remember yeah. vividly we were having such terrible behavioural problems with Luna. It was causing such a rift between Dozza and I because our styles are very different. And I felt this real emotional um, heartbreak when I was trying to discipline Luna and basically I was just letting her get away with everything because I felt you remember we talked about this back in like I think it was April time of this year where I just couldn't I couldn't be firm with her and I couldn't be consistent because I felt like if I put a barrier between us or at least I wasn't her best friend then yeah. I was driving a wedge between the two of us but actually I was doing her a disservice she's not my best friend she is yeah. my daughter I don't she's gonna have best friends she's got her best mate Effie she can talk to her about stuff I don't I don't <laughs> I, I have now got it into my head that it's okay for me to be firm and fair and discipline her and for, for the love still to be there it doesn't mean I'm abandoning her or leaving her I've got it I've figured it out. <laughs> Good. I have. I have. Yeah, I figured it out. It's a tricky place. It's a tricky, tricky place to get to. And especially yeah. if you've got different parenting styles, G, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I've got it sorted out yet, to be honest with you. We, James, and also I think your family can play into this as well. Like James's family are probably a lot stricter than mine are. Um, right. But then James is one of four. And I'm guessing when you've got four children, you have to be. You have that has yeah. to be that real separation. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I, I'm an only child. So I was very much just like, an, you know, not another adult in the house. But like, it was a lot more 
shared because I was the only child. So I didn't have sisters and brothers to go off and play with. And my mum would, you know, my mum would be playing with me and my dad would be playing with me and that kind of stuff at home. So, um, you were spoiled, yeah, we're finding our feet. <laughs> <laughs> somebody gave up, Yeah, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's just really, really, really tricky. Um, I think somebody gave yeah. me a really brilliant piece of advice. And I think it is if you guys are, you guys have to be batting from the same hymn sheet. Yes. You have to be on the same page because if you are trying to raise a child and you've got two different ways of doing things and God forbid you even fall apart in front of the kids in terms of like one of you saying one thing and the other, that is when the wedge starts to be, yes. you know, driven in. And that's really difficult to look. That part we definitely haven't got right. And that is no. really tricky. And I still find that hard because you are going to be, you are different people and you're going to have different styles, different ways of doing things. But that it Absolutely. comes back to that whole thing of communicating. You've got to communicate yeah. about it. Should we kick off with this question? Because I think this that ties in nicely. Yeah. This is from Harry. And she says, trying to remain friendly with my ex for our two-year-old sake, but it's so hard. Do you think it's okay to have completely different parenting styles? Finding myself getting wound up about little things like him telling me he puts him to bed much later than I do, lets him eat in front of the TV all the time, etc. Yeah. So this one, I can really relate to this one, Harry, actually. Um, so I think, I think, yes, it's okay for you guys to have parenting styles that are different. And I think that's absolutely fine because he is not you and you are not him. You're going to have one way of doing things. Firstly, I think you need to remember that just because the styles are different doesn't mean that they are not um, they don't have the same purpose attached to them. So yeah. your ex will be doing everything that he can to make sure that your son is having an, his son, sorry, your son, <laughs> both of your both yeah. of your child, um, having an amazing time when he's with him. So it comes from a place of love. It will just be done differently. He may be acting in different ways, i.e. letting him um, eat his food in front of the telly and letting him stay up later because he feels guilty. There may be lots of other emotions tied up into why he's doing those things. And I think really fundamentally, you guys need to sit down if you can and have a conversation about the things that are vital and the things that are, you know, that you can kind of waver a little bit and things yeah. like bedtime is kind of essential. Like we have a little bit of that with Isla that she goes to bed later at her mum's house and she does here. When she comes here, she's in bed at 7, 7.15 every night and there it's a bit later. Now, you know, do we bring that up? Is it worth the battle? Probably not. But when your child is two, yeah. it is worth a conversation in my eyes. But I think you can do it very gently. Um, and things like eating in front of the telly, well, you know, depending on how long he's staying there, I don't think it matters hugely. Figure out what's really important. Figure out the non-negotiables and say that you want to do it as a team so that you guys are uniform. And then, you know, let him let him take over and let him parent in the style that he wants to, to parent in when um, your son is with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that sounds, I mean, I don't have experience with it, but that sounds to me like exactly like some things can be consistent so that the child has consistency like bedtime yeah. meal times all that kind of stuff but then yeah you know you are different people I mean I, yeah. I, I live in the same house as my husband and we're very different in certain yeah. ways you know so yeah I think that sounds really good. My husband and his ex co-parent beautifully yet leave me out of all the big decisions. So, I mean, oh. I, I, I'm not, oh, you know, I haven't hard. been in this situation, but so mm. I'm, I'm guessing you'll know how this feels. 
Oh God, yeah, I do, I do, but I don't because I, I had a, a, I have a partner who involved me from the very, you know, the first moment I met Isla. Um, in fact, I was probably a bit too involved at the beginning, and I took a step back. I think it's very hard not to feel jealous and upset and insecure when there two people share a child together, and that child is not, and that person isn't you. Yeah. And that you've found love with your new partner. I'm not sure if you guys have got kids together, but until you guys, maybe you, you might decide to have a child and then it becomes a little bit easier. I've, I've been in that for, for a couple of years where we didn't share a child and I was watching, you know, Dozer co-parenting with Laura and Isla. And I felt, you know, there were times when I was like, oh my God, what, what am I doing here? Like I'm looking after her like a mum, but I'm not her mum. And I, it was very confusing for me. Um, mm. So my advice to you would be, he will always be very protective of his child. So it's very important that you get the tone right with this one. And it would be a very calm by saying how it's making you feel and to say that you would like to be more involved if you can. The big decisions they're not really yours, if I'm completely honest. Like, still now, I'm married to Doz, but the big decisions are made by Laura and Dozza, and that is because they are Isla's parents. You know, I am her stepmom, and obviously I can have my opinion and I can say things, but fundamentally, they yeah. make those choices, and I'm okay with that. That's not really what my role is. My role is to look after her, to bring her up, to make sure that I'm giving her all of those things that I do for my children. But mm. I have to take myself away from that and try really hard not to be hurt by that because I can't change that. But if they're leaving you out of all of the decisions, i.e. all of the day-to-day -day decisions, forget about the big ones, then that's something else. If it's just the big decisions, unfortunately, I think it's a case of you going, well, I want to be involved and I'm going to do what I can, but that's not my choice. Yeah, and I'm, I guess you can almost sort of say to your partner, well, this is this is what I think, but it yeah. doesn't really matter about me. But this, you know, this is just my opinion in case you hadn't thought of it. You know, if there's, yes. if something's really bothering you and you think, oh, I really don't want them to make the wrong decision here. And then it comes, it might come back to bite you in some way. And I guess it's just about having, just, just mentioning it so that it might be something he's thought of. But again, just relaying that, you know, it isn't your decision ultimately to make. I think this all starts with a conversation and it's absolutely fine and we completely support that and like go for it. I think you just need to say, I really want to be more involved because it's really hard, right? We're supposed to be yeah. involved, but then we don't get to make ultimately the big decisions. So that's like, that's like you. And then if, and if you're not getting as involved, you get told, well, why aren't you more involved? And you're like, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to be? More involved or not involved? Like, it's really, really difficult being a step parent, but really do talk to him about it. That's where you've got to start. Yeah, Good absolutely. Good luck. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Okay. So disciplining stepkids whose rules are different to what mine would would be. I have a four month old. This is so oh, hard, isn't it? Disciplining stepkids. <sighs> you and your partner have got to be completely on the same page about this. That's because I always say to Isla, you've got two hats. When you go to your mum's, you put your mum hat on. And when you come to ours, you put our hat on. And we've designed these imaginary hats. So when she comes through the door, she's like, I'm putting on my um, my yellow hat with the unicorns and the sparkles. And I'm at home now with you. And she knows she's with us and she's got her own rules. And that's how she behaves in this house. And then when she goes to her mum, she's got her other hat, which we designed. It's not a real hat, it's imaginary hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice because it makes her, it, it, she, you know, she then clicks into the way that we work. Yeah. So uh, 
you 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 need to make sure that you and your partner are on a completely the same page when it comes to what your rules are at home at your home not the home they have with their mum the home that they have with you so you need to make sure that those are clearly set out to them and you also need to have a conversation um, I don't know if she's got a partner as well but if the four of you can sit down and have a conversation about like we said about the fundamentals then, yeah. then the kids know don't you're not against each other you guys have got to work as a team and I know it's really tricky because I'm not sure the backstory but sometimes it comes with a lot of anger or a lot of upset so yeah. if you can try as much as you can to be on the same page as each other then mm. that's your starting point you need to be uniformed not against the kids if that makes sense yeah so do you remember the first time you had to like maybe tell Isla off or anything like that and how how did that feel because I even struggle I mean not that it happens all the time but say for instance my um my nieces and nephews I'm always like if they're doing something really bad in my house I think, oh, should I should I be telling them off? Should I not be? Like, mm. I think it's difficult in general to know yeah. what the boundaries are when it's other people's children. But mm. yeah, do you remember that when you had? Oh to yeah, do it? yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I've had a really, in a way, I've had a really easy ride because Isla is the most beautiful child and yes she's so she good. doesn't hate she doesn't hate me she loves me and she doesn't remember her life without me so this is you know I'm I'm I am yes it has challenges but really I'm from a privileged position here with with I, I got you know oh she's amazing but I think the thing is is that if you and your partner you know your your sorry your step yeah so you and your partner if, the, if you if you guys aren't on the same page when you're raising that child you have to do it together you know just because it's it's his child biologically and you're the stepmom doesn't mean that that child when they're with you isn't yours does that not I'm trying to articulate it it's like they have to put the trust into you yes yeah exactly and yeah you parent the way you you do because that's yeah but you've got to do it together yeah. Yeah. You've got to do it together. You've got it, especially with a stepchild. You can't feel that you're segregated or separated from it. So yes, okay, the first time I told Isla off, I was like, well, she's not my child. But she is my child when she comes to my house. Yeah. When she's with us, I have all of those parental rights and your partner has to back you on that. And I'm lucky because Dozza does. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking tricky, Jesus. It is, it's really tricky. <laughs> tricky. So we'll be back right after this. We all know how a Christmas carol begins, but you've never heard it like this. Marley was dead to begin with. Dead as a f- doornail. Now, I don't know why a doornail. They've never had any life to begin with. But bottom line, Marley is dead. A Christmas carol, the rude retelling, read by Brian Harvey. Listen to the uncensored version out now. Find it wherever you found this podcast or go to podfollow.com slash Scrooge. Buff humbug. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Now, where were we? Right, you answer this one, G. How to get partner to do night shift with baby. Baby cries every time. Oh, that is that's that is quite hard. But yeah, um, you know what? I've got two, not like two opinions on this, but I've got friends that do both, both, you know, sort of both ways. So I've got mates that have an understanding with their partner that their partners don't do the night feeds and they don't get up in the night um, because they're going to work the next day or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. But as soon as they walk in the house in the evening, so you know, after work, if they walk in at like six o'clock in the evening, from six o'clock until like midnight or whatever, that is like the mum's time off. And I think sometimes that works well in um, sort of transitioning into them in the night with the baby, because if the baby's been with you all day and Mm. then you expect your partner to jump in in the night and the baby to be okay with that I think sometimes the baby can be a bit like what like it's the middle of the night everything's heightened in the night for everybody anyway so Mm. sometimes the baby doesn't take so well in the night to and the partner because they're looking for their comfort and if that is you then essentially that you know you're the one that they want so if that's where you want to get to it could be that like I say, like as soon as they get in from work, you take a little bit of a step back and they jump in and they're, the baby's getting used to them and maybe they put them to bed and all that kind of stuff. So that then if you do want them, you know, if you want them to take over the night shift, then the baby's going to be a bit more comfortable with it. Um mm-hmm. I think yeah that's for me that's that's how it worked I with James I didn't he didn't really do any of the night stuff because he's got a physical job that he had to you know he couldn't be half asleep for um in the morning but as soon as he walked through the door at you know in the afternoon I had my break that's when I got my break yeah um so I think, yeah, it's just about trying to distribute the responsibility within that 24-hour period um, so that the baby feels comfortable with either of you. Yeah, and also just remember that kids are really adaptable and that you might have to go through a bit of a pain barrier with with the baby crying. But, you know, ultimately, babies cared for, looked after, you know, they're with their mum or, you know, I don't know if, it's mum, yeah, mum or dad. But you know, it's like it's it's really really tricky. But you might have to just go through that. You know, you might just have to lie there and think, right, baby's crying, but I know that they're okay because 
they're with they're their fed, dad. They're nappy <laughs> trained. Yeah, exactly. they've got all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it come. It will come. Um, and it's just yeah, how you want to do it and how you want to get there. Okay, let's move on to the next question. I'm 23. My partner is 26 with a three year old. Great relationship with X, but struggling to find where I fit in. I still feel young at 23 and don't want to be mummy, but I love her to pieces. I need some advice. Oh, oh yeah. This is up. She is sounds tricky. lovely. Yeah, she does. And I, I, I completely get where you're coming from when, you know, you say you're 23 and you don't feel like you want to be mummy yet, but you love, you know, you love the, she says her, so the daughter. That's she that's, loves her stepchild. Yeah, yeah, she loves. It's really tricky. I, I think. I think this could be like a really nice opportunity for you to say to your partner. Um, I think the way that you and your ex co-parent is amazing, and she's an incredible mum. But I would love to do something special with um, with your daughter, and every single week, maybe I could take her out, just her and I, and we could go around the park, or um, you know, sit on the swings, or we could go get an ice cream, or we could go and do something just the two of us, um, and so that it feels like it's just a bit of special time between you and her, and then yeah. you know, you're not getting up and doing, you know, I don't know if she wakes at night, no, probably not at the well, maybe you don't know, <laughs> do you, Luna yeah. was, um, but like you're not doing any of the sort of big things which ultimately you might not feel ready for but actually you're building a special bond and you're going to have a friendship there with her yeah. and you know what you're not you don't need to worry about being mummy because you're you're not you're not her mum like you have a different relationship and you have a different reason for being there and that is to to, to form a really close bond she will be looking to you to fulfill that maternal role when she's not with her mum remember she's only three so she's yeah. going to want to feel like um somebody who is there for, for nurturing and for looking after and there are going to be times even at three when she doesn't want to be with her dad that she wants to look to you for like cuddles and you know curling up on the sofa maybe you guys could watch a film together you know maybe you could buy her some slippers or a dressing gown or something just make it a bit special but don't worry about being mummy because you know you're not you're 23 yeah. and you're her stepmom and that role is better because you get to do all those things but then ultimately you know you're you haven't chosen to be a mother yet yeah, exactly. And also just like you said, Zoe, about um, her spending more time with the daughter just on her own. As well, you could say to your partner, listen, like oh, this weekend, I want to be 23 and go out with my friends and do all this kind of stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna not be there on Saturday or, uh, you know, I'm going to mm. take it so you two can have that time. Um, yes, together on your own and you can do all those things but I'm you know I, I'm not I'm not, not ready to give up everything because you don't have to give up everything when you become a mum I just don't I don't believe that um but you can as, as Zoe said she isn't your child so you can take a step out if you want to yeah. you know if you yeah. if you want to have you know 24 hours off that that weekend then then you do it um because ultimately that's going that's going to help your relationship all of your relationships going forward if you feel happier um and you won't resent 
and there won't be any resentment on your part. But it's really lovely that you've said you love her to pieces and it sounds like you're yeah. doing a really great job already. Um, yeah. It is really tricky because you, you get your partner alone and then when his daughter arrives, then you get shunted around and it's like all these movable chess pieces and you're like, oh, well, what am I this weekend? And how does he feel about me this weekend? And I, I, I went through all of that. It was like I was yeah. the only person until Isla came along and then suddenly I was second rung of the ladder. But yeah. that's absolutely okay because it's not a comparison. You should never feel that you are being compared to a child they will always love their child more than they love you but it is a different love and once you accept that that is that is the most freeing thing about being a step parent it's like it's not a competition Um, it's hard for everybody involved because ultimately they want their child with them all the time anyway so it's like yeah it's it's a tricky one but thanks for reaching out hopefully that's helped I'm not even allowed to tell my stepdaughter who's 11 to put dishes in the dishwasher Oh what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You've got to have a word with your partner about that. That's ridiculous. Who's telling you that you can't tell your stepdaughter to put dishes in the dishwasher? Oh I'm, I feel for you if that is your reality because that is I'll absolutely so. outrageous. I'd tell you to do it if you came to my house. <laughs> yeah, I made a cup of tea for the um, electrician the other day and I said, oh, can you pop it in the dishwasher when you finished? <laughs> I mean, we're joking, well, but that is seriously, yeah, seriously bad you- you've got to have a conversation haven't they yeah no def like definitely and also do you know what your stepdaughter probably wouldn't mind being told to put the dishes in the dishwasher or being told to do anything I think that's that's really tricky um because where do you stand where does where does where is the line with what you can say and what you can't say Mm. um I think yeah there's got a conversation has got to be had with Mm. with your partner um on how you feel about that because I personally feel quite awkward um if there are certain things I couldn't say and could say I don't know how I would switch into that mode um Mm. especially something like that which is quite a small you know it's a small thing you hard Um, taskmaster you you're really cruel you sound like you're really mean I mean how ridiculous Yeah, um, but, should we just yeah. do one more, Jay? How do you co-parent with a shit of an ex who works abroad but reckons it's 50-50 parenting? God. What a one to finish on, hey? I think we've had lots of questions where, you know, the ex and the parent get on with each other. And that's yeah. quite often not the reality, is it? You know, mm. a lot of people have, you know, split up and there's been a reason and it could have been a really bad, difficult, complicated one. And it's difficult to get past that. Communication. Uh, it, go- it goes back to this. It goes back to like ultimately being able to have a conversation. So it- you can't co-parent with somebody if, you know, if they're not pulling their weight or you don't yeah. feel like it is co-parenting. It's not 50-50. And they you work know, I don't know. Wow, yeah. yeah it's you know it's but it's also going to be really hard for them I think this one is there's so many questions I want to ask around it I don't feel like I can give you advice on it apart from to say that you know figure out what your goals are as a couple you need to figure out what you want for your child and I would yeah. either if you can't have a conversation with your ex send them an email and say listen I really wanted to talk about this because ultimately you need to be able to be on the same page like we've said you, you've got yeah. a goal and that is to bring up your child together um, and you've got and 
it doesn't matter how many emails you send don't be that you know don't be naggy just be upbeat hey listen i wanted to try and kind of figure out a few things about how we're raising um our child you know x y and z would be my priority can we open up a conversation can we open up some sort of dialogue about this and just yeah, keep going definitely that's my advice yeah and you know what like i said i've not been in this situation but i've got friends yeah. who are and one thing that i've really learned especially um with friends whose kids are older, you know, like 15, 16, is to not say anything bad about their parent in front of them. Mm. Because yeah. ultimately, whatever you think of, you know, of your ex, that's still your child's parent. Yeah. Um, no matter what they did, whatever, they can learn about that when they're 18, 19, 20, if they want to. Um, totally true. But I think, yeah, whatever your opinion is, I think you have to kind of downplay it for sure and be positive about that person. Because um, no one wants to think that their mum or dad isn't a very nice person or a bad person. No one wants that. You know, you want to grow up feeling like you can trust the people that are raising you um, yeah, and none of this is your child's like the, the child's yeah, fault I think that exactly. ultimately is something you also need to keep in your head that they just they just want they want what any other child wants and that is to feel loved and to feel safe and to have a lovely a lovely upbringing at home yeah, wherever that is exactly. and I always think about Isla in this where I think well she's the one that has to go between two homes two sets of rules two brothers and you know sister and bro- siblings everywhere all over the place you know different holidays different houses it's like it's a lot for her um so however I'm feeling I try never to let her feel anything other than completely safe secure and loved when she's here and if I've got a problem we'll bring it out with doors lovely I think that's a great place to finish isn't it um oh I could talk about this all day yeah absolutely (laughs) thank you for all those questions though we really appreciate um you sending them in so that we can actually have this discussion we do um and as always please if you get a spare second to rate review and subscribe to the podcast that would be amazing it just spreads the made by mama's word even further yes and if you do have any more suggestions for topics or guests then please dm us at made by mamas or on zoe's own channel at zoe hardman and we will see you on tuesday we'll see you then hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns